So I really choose geology uh, as my uh, profession, not out of a special interest for geology, but as a means to get to Greenland. Welcome to Polar Podcasts, where you'll hear stories from geologists who've spent their careers, their lives, exploring and studying the remarkable and remote geology of Greenland. Why did they become fascinated with Greenland? What were the problems and the discoveries that drove them? And what was it like working in these remote places, where few people venture, even now? I'm Julie Hollis. In this episode, we hear from Bjorn Thomason, Emeritus Senior Scientist at the Geological Survey of Denmark and Greenland, about what drew him to Greenland and kept him coming back for 42 summers, working as an economic geologist and mineral prospector. Yeah, my name is uh, Bjorn Thomassen. I was born here in Copenhagen in 1942, and uh, I spent much of my uh, adult life's uh, summers in Greenland doing uh, geological fieldwork and mineral exploration, and at the same time spending the uh, most of the year, actually the winter time in uh, Copenhagen doing office work. My interest in Greenland um, built up. I mean, as a child, I heard stories about Knud Rasmussen and uh, the other explorers. Uh, that was a big adventure. So at the time for, in those days, there was compulsory military service uh, when you finished high school. So when I was 18, I had to do my duty for the my country. I volunteered for uh, Grønnedale, which is, uh, was a naval base in southern Greenland, and uh, they took me. So I spent 11 months on Grønnedale in, uh, in South Greenland. And uh, I was taken in by Greenland and decided, well, I'll make myself a, a Greenland man and a Greenland life. How to do it? First, I saw the meteorology, but uh, there seemed to be a study there. Pure mathematics was nothing for me, so I ended up with geology. So I really choose geology uh, as my uh, profession, not out of a special interest for geology, but as a means to get to Greenland. And this seemed to work out quite well because, as I said, now I can calculate uh, I had in total 42 summers field season in Greenland. I lived in Greenland for two years working uh, as mine geologist at the Black Angel Mine. And yeah, now I retired uh, five years ago and here we are. Yeah, so my, my after my uh, military career, which I was really working hard being a waiter at the officer's mess, standing there in, in my neat white uniform and uh, when the officers they put up three fingers in the air I clicked my heels and brought them immediately three uh, bottles of beers that that was a life in happy life in the, the naval station Gornedale. So I started to study geology and uh, my first two field seasons uh, in Greenland, uh, 64 and 67, I worked as a student helper or assistant with the Geological Survey of Greenland and I was in uh, southwest Greenland and especially the second field season around Pemut Frederik. So I was mapping of the Precambrian basements and uh, I was a helper and I should walk behind the geologist and we were working in the area making observations and main observations that was about the orientation of the rocks, deep and strike, which you measure with a compass and you can't get enough of those measurements. 
and uh, noting of uh, types of lithology, and they're all gneisses. Gneisses are a typically banded or layered metamorphic rock. And uh, in the evening, and I walked behind the geologist and carried his uh, rock samples. And uh, already at that time, I had interest in, in economic geology. I like uh, things to be used. So I started to go after the malachite staining green spots on the uh, rocks, indicating copper mineralization. I was immediately called to order by geologists to say, we are not supposed, we are the government, we are the state, we're not supposed to look after uh, economic minerals. We leave that to industry. Here at our survey, we do science. So every night in the tent, we were working for, uh, from a two-person uh, tent camp, a sleeping, common sleeping tent and a kitchen tent. So in the evenings, we were sitting in the Kitchen tent, I did the cooking, and the geologist, he was plotting up all his uh, measurements, I mean, striking dips on a diagram, and by rotating the diagram, he could find the fold axis. Plotting measurements on a wolf net or stereonet diagram like this is how geologists figure out the orientations of folds and other three-dimensional structures in rocks. And the fold axis, that was a big thing, the main thing. And um, the whole idea with that sort of mapping is to build up all sort of mapping. It's, of course, to build up a chronology that means distinguish the, the oldest rock from the youngest rock, and so to speak, build a story. And uh, so here in an old terrain, you count how many times it's been folded, and you do that with the help of, of uh, fold axes. And uh, to make it short, I found that rather boring. And it was a long season, three months. And it was raining because uh, Pemutes, that's a, uh, well, a wet part of Greenland, to put it that way. So after that, I, I wrote a letter. I heard a lot about East Greenland, and I wrote a letter to a mining company who was operating over there called, called Nordisk Mineselskab, or short North Mine, or in English, the Northern Mining Company. And that company had been running a lead mine in central East Greenland uh, at uh, Mestersvig from 1958 to 62. And we are now in 68. They offered me a job doing prospecting in that area. And uh, I was very happy about it. Then what happened, I was run down by a car in uh, southern Norway just before the field season. Broke my ankle in four parts. And uh, it was very sad. I thought, now that was the end of my career as a field geologist. But they did a very good job here in, in Copenhagen. So the next year, uh, I went with that mining company to Central East Greenland. And uh, that was quite another story. We were operating out of Mr. Sweep. We had one helicopter and about five, six, seven field teams of two persons. And... Uh, Working out of uh, field camps, uh, camps being shifted by the helicopter uh, every week or thereabouts. The other, all the other persons, they were Austrian uh, mining engineers because the exploration manager, Ekinsteiner, very dynamic and charming and uh, gifted uh, young mining engineer who had worked at the lead mine. He hired the whole staff in the back at his university at uh, Leoben, Montanistische Hochschule in Leoben, Austria. And they were happy guys, and they were singing, shouting in the mountains, and they never heard about the wolf net, and, and uh, I don't doubt that they knew what a fold axis was, uh, at least not how to construct them. So we did prospecting. The first job was to, uh, we were a team of four, 
used in three weeks to dig a, a trench through a black shale enriched in uh, copper lead and zinc of the contemporaneous and at the same time as the famous German Kupferschiefer. The Kupferschiefer, which is German for copper shale, are sedimentary rocks that extend over a vast area of Central Europe. Which have been an important source of especially copper since the Middle Ages in Europe. The occurrences are now in Poland. Anyway, we have found similar rocks and uh, with similar mineralization in East Greenland. Problem was at the sequence about 20 meters thick, it was uh, situated at uh, top of a steep mountain. So, and that sort of rock is uh, it's uh, very soft. That means it weathers. And when you sample, you always need whatever type of geology you do, doing either science or economic geology, you want uh, fresh rocks. And uh, that black shade was covered about a meter of rotten rocks, that mean weathered rock, where, you know, by weathering processes, uh, some of the metals are removed and you don't get a, a true impression of the, the metal contents of the rock. So you had to remove that. We did that in the trench by drilling, a handheld drilling called a copper, and uh, drilling holes and putting dynamite in and then uh, whip, bang. And then we had to dig out the, the, the loose rocks. And finally, we had a very neat exposure, one meter down, very steep. And uh, we took by hand a channel samples through the whole sequence. That means with hammer and chisel, we excavated a five by five centimeter thick uh, furrow through the bottom of that, that trench, which was steeply inclined. Put them in bags and uh, sent them for the laboratory. And it later turned out that, well, yes, uh, as copper, lead and zinc and uh, a lot of other metals in there, but not in economic concentrations. But uh, it's still interesting type of mineralization. And since that serious uh, one trench, which we dug in 69, it's uh, not been investigated in any details. That's a long time ago. That's 50 years ago. I'm still alive. I'm Julie Hollis, and you've been listening to Polar Podcasts. In the next episode, we hear more from Emeritus Professor Brian Upton about working on the unusual alkaline igneous rocks in South Greenland in the 1950s and later.